right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the FearCast. This is the podcast dedicated to OCD, anxiety spectrum disorders, uh, and treatment and how to get your life back. My name is Kevin Foss, and I am a uh, clinician here in California, licensed therapist, and I specialize in OCD and anxiety spectrum disorders. Uh, to no surprise, that would be the thing that I uh, would specialize in and then do the show on. Um It'd be more surprising if I was doing a baking show, because I'm awful at it. That's a separate conversation. So, uh, starting off on a very weird point, welcome everybody to the show. So, for those of you who are new to the show, this is a uh, typically a question and answer based podcast where uh, you, the listeners, can email me in questions about OCD and treatment and how to deal with it and life stuff with it, um, and I will do my darndest to answer. And uh, you can a- ask a question over at uh, fearcastpodcast.com, and uh, you can send me a message there, and uh, you can also have a chance to go check out all the previous episodes that we've done, and uh, I, I, I have done, this is 34, 34, it's exciting. So, from the start as well, if you guys like the show, if you gals out there also like the show, uh, pets out there, if you're listening as well, if you like the show, head on over to iTunes, wherever else you get your podcasts, uh, give me a review, give me a like, give me a thumbs up, give me a star. Uh, it, uh, it it means a lot to me, and it would also help to uh, uh, further expand the show, further expand uh, uh, people uh, or listenership of it. Uh, but uh, also, more importantly, if you like the show, tell someone. Some of the best advertising that this podcast could ever get is word of mouth and uh, and the support of you, the listeners. So, uh, again, thank you all for listening. So, on this episode, I'm going to uh, go over actually an email I got, which is not a question. And then I'm going to be talking about a, a subject that um, uh, kind of kind of exploded on the interwebs recently, and uh, uh, I've got some thoughts about it. And uh, I'm willing to bet, for those of you who are aware of it, you've got some thoughts on this, too. So, so first, um, I want to read a email from a from a listener. Now, a little insight into what was going on in my ridiculous head as I was putting this episode together. I thought, oh, I'll totally read this. It'll be great because we're going uh, us in the states. We're going into Thanksgiving, and uh, it's oftentimes a time where you reflect back on what we are thankful for and what we appreciate and what's what what's uh, good and a value in our lives. And, and I think there's some importance to that. So I was going to read this uh, uh, email from the listener, but then I, I started getting really self-conscious. And as I was reading it, as I was going over it uh, again just now, uh, I went, "Oh, I can't read this. I can't put this out there because uh, it's it it just feels too weird to read this." Um, but um, but I'm uncomfortable with it. So uh, I'm uncomfortable, even though I, I appreciate it. I'm going to read it anyways because it makes me feel uncomfortable. It just feels very, "Hey, look at me." but I'm going to read it anyway. So this is from a listener who identified themselves as grateful listener. So they said, I just want to thank you for producing such an excellent podcast. It is extremely informative and helpful. You have a kindness in your voice, a good sense of humor, and a true understanding of anxiety and OCD and how to handle these conditions. Thank you so much for offering this service to the public, despite your own busy schedule. God bless you and your good work. It is making a real difference in people's lives. Please keep your podcast going. So, when I got that email, it 
it was delightful. Um, it, it really does mean a lot that people do listen. It, it, it um, since I started this about, uh, oh gosh, almost a year and a half ago, um, I had no idea that people were going to listen to it. My, f- the feared thoughts in my head were, you know, just uh, the only people that are going to listen to it are going to be like my mom and like someone else on the opposite side of the world, maybe. Um, but uh, it's turned into a thing. So for all of you listeners out there, I just want to pre- Appreciate all of you and just thank you for uh, you, you keep coming back and for all of you who have sent questions and thank you so much for sending them in. They are the things that are making this podcast go. So I greatly appreciate all of you and I look forward to continuing to make this show and uh, continuing to make it uh, uh, as good as I possibly, possibly can. Okay, so enough about me. Let's talk about the Kardashians. Yay, I think. So, um, recently, if you're um, on social media or if you watch the Kardashians or something to that effect, um, recently uh, on social media, there was a blow up over an episode that happened on the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So, now, in my research of this, once I heard about this, I tried to look into it, and I'll be honest, I could not find the episode where all of this happened. So, uh, I'm, I'm going on what uh, other people have said about it. Plus, I'm going on what I discovered about Khloe Kardashian in a YouTube series that she puts out. So I think both of them are worth talking about because both of them address essentially the same issue. So there are two things. Number one, let's talk about the show. Khloe Kardashian is reported to actually have OCD. Great. It would be fantastic to have somebody in, in, in the public eye who would be a, an outspoken person who identifies themselves as, as having OCD, who's treating it, who's working on it, and all of that. That would be fantastic. So what she does is she meets with an OCD therapist who goes to the, her house and starts working on her OCD and helping her work on uh, uh, challenge her organization and move things around. Uh, and, 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 and everyone's very happy about it on the show. So, here's the problem. People watching the show are saying, you don't have OCD. Perhaps you have what's called OCPD. It's Obsessive Compulsive Personality Disorder. And this is not OCD. This is very, very different. And they cite that because on the show, she says, and, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing, and I, I, for, I don't know if this was, was something that Chloe had said or something that the therapist had said. And they said, oh, I, I, I or you really like your OCD. It's a great benefit to you. It's, uh, it's something that really helps you out. And that is what drove people bonkers. So, again, I couldn't try to find this episode. But what I did find is a little show on the YouTubes that Chloe puts together. So, it is called CD, or at the very least, that's one of the hashtags. It might be the name of the show, but it's CD. Now, I watched a couple of these episodes where I skimmed through it. Here's essentially what it is. Her show is about organization and home aesthetics, period. That's what it's about. She goes through her house and um, in a very kind of goop.com website sort of way, um, talks about how everybody can just make their house so organized and how she likes it and look at these things from the container store. And, and, um, and, and that's what it's about. It's about organization. Now, it's called CD. Now, I can't knock her because it's great marketing and branding and it sounds great. However, it's extremely insensitive um, to saying or to trying to represent this 
as OCD, because as we will discuss, it is not OCD. Well, correction, it could be OCD, but it's probably not. And and what I want to do today is I want to go through the definitions of what OCD is, what OCPD is, and also to uh, contrast that with a uh, non-diagnostic name of just being particular. So, um, this is going to start out super boring because uh, I'm going to read a, a little bit from the DSM. The DSM is the book, the manual that uh, we as therapists or we in the mental health field use um, as our guide to d- making a diagnosis or trying to appropriately categorize the collection of symptoms that we're seeing um, uh, under a name, which will then help guide us towards a treatment that will be effective. But we'll go a little bit further into that. So I want to go over the definitions of these things first, because it's important to talk about that. Then I'm going to, at the very end of it, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the show and talk a little bit about maybe some options, some considerations, and maybe what they should have done differently. So if you can hold on through the boring stuff, hopefully it's going to be interesting and certainly relevant. Okay, so something about the DSM, number one. We are on the fifth version of this book. Now, this book has been around for a very long time, um, uh, and it's a work in progress. It's not perfect. So there are some things that, uh, some diagnoses that that are, are in there that some people would disagree with. They make some changes. They made some changes from the, the DSM-4, the DSM-5 that some people love and some people disagree with. Um, and um, it, it, it's not done. And I think that's something to remember that that it, whatever your stance is on the diagnostic aspect of things, it's it's in the works, okay? But there, the, the the definitions for OCD and OCPD are in there, so I want to go over those just briefly. And I'm just gonna, I'm actually just gonna read some of the text. And maybe for some of you nerds out there, it will be a fun, exciting uh, adventure through mental health land to learn a little bit about the differences between these two, and maybe you'll catch the key distinction between OCD and OCPD. All right, here we go. So, OCD, this is going to be not news for anybody. So, it needs to have a couple of things, obsessions, compulsions, or both. Usually has both. So, what are obsessions? It needs to have these two things. Number one, it needs to have recurrent and persistent thoughts, urges, or images that are experienced at some time during the disturbance as intrusive, unwanted, and that in most individuals causes marked anxiety or distress. It also needs to have... The individual attempts to ignore or suppress such thoughts, urges, or images, or to neutralize them with some thoughts or actions. So their example is essentially it's by performing a compulsion. All right. So what in the heck is a compulsion? So there are two parts to this. Number one, compulsions are repetitive behaviors. It gives the examples of hand washing, ordering, checking. Or mental acts, so praying, counting, repeating words silently, that the person feels driven to perform in response to an obsession or according to the rules that must be applied rigidly. So number two, it also has this. The behaviors or mental acts are aimed at preventing or reducing distress or preventing some uh, uh, dreaded event or situation. However, these behaviors or mental acts either are not connected in a realistic way with what they are designed to neutralize or prevent 
or are clearly excessive. So lastly, it adds this. The obsessions and compulsions are time-consuming, so they take more than an hour a day. Or, and here's the big thing, they cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. All right. Ah, so that was OCD. So notice some of the language in there. It really kind of outlines just at, a, at the bare bones. Here's what an obsession is. Here's what a compulsion is. So you can see, so you can help to identify what is and is not going on that might then lead us to say, well, this, this is probably OCD and not generalized anxiety disorder or social anxiety disorder and things like that. Now, we can talk about the differential diagnosis between those at a later date. All right, so the definition for OCPD is a little bit more confusing. There's a lot more text here, so um, I'm probably going to edit it down just a little bit. But here's what it is. So it's obsessive compulsive personality disorder. So it says significant impairments in personality functioning manifest by and has two things here. So number one, impairments in self-functioning. So it has two parts, an issue with identity and an issue with self-direction. So with the identity, it says sense of self-derived predominantly from work or productivity, constricted experience and expression of strong emotions. All right. And B, the self-direction. So, difficulty completing tasks and realizing goals associated with rigid and unreasonably high and inflexible internal standards of behavior. So, overly conscious, so overly conscientious with moralistic attitudes, or overly conscientious and moralistic attitudes. Now, two, impairments in interpersonal functioning. It has two parts, empathy and intimacy. Empathy part is difficulty understanding and appreciating the ideas, feelings, and behaviors of others. Intimacy. Relationships are seen as secondary to work and productivity. Rigidity and stubbornness negatively affects relationships with others. All right, what in the hell did any of that mean? So essentially this. A person with OCPD gathers a lot, a great deal of their identity as a person from their productivity, their work, and what they do. So what they do and how they do it directly points to who they are and the quality of their character. Therefore, their work is done rigidly, perfectly, and with a great sense of attention because that's who they are. And not only that, because there is the, 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 the problems with empathy and the problems with intimacy is that there is this uh, a, a lack of recognition that other people do things differently and that other people can successfully do things differently in a whole other way. The definition of OCDPD goes on, and I think this is an important piece of it, the pathological personality traits in the following domains. So it says, compulsivity is characterized by... And this is where the confusing part is, because there is a compulsivity, meaning a required behavior. Now, it is a rigid perfectionism, the rigid insistence on everything being flawless, perfect, or without errors or faults, including one's own and others' performance. Now, the person might sacrifice timeliness to ensure correctness in every detail and believing that there is only one way to do things. It also goes on to say, the persistence with which they do these things uh, uh, continues long after the behavior they're doing ceases to be functional or effective. Okay. So, again, I know that, I know that was super boring, but OCPD is often considered to, to be similar to or confused with OCD in the sense that somebody with OCPD will claim, I have to have my desk organized in just such a way. 
Now, that can sound very OCD in a sense, but one of the big one of the big differences between the two is is the why behind it. So, someone with OCD might have OC might want their excuse me their their desk to be perfectly organized, but there's this fear behind it. There's this uncertainty. Remember the definition of it. Um, it has to cause marked distress. It has to cause anxiety and distress. The person with OCPD essentially just says, this is the way it has to be. This is the way it should be. And why would you want to do it any other way? Another key distinction between the two is very often the, the person with OCPD stress directly from the behaviors they're doing because they enjoy them. However, the, the other people in their life, they are the ones that are having problems with the person's rigidity, the person's organization, the person's requirements. The person with OCD directly hates them, doesn't want them. Furthermore, OCD is not seen as a benefit. It is seen as something that causes significant distress and impairment in social, occupational, and other important areas of functioning, as the definition says. Someone with OCPD sometimes might get praised by people around them because they're working so hard. They're so diligent. They, they sacrifice time and relationships in order to get the task done perfectly. Now, I will say, sometimes even OCD therapists, I'm saying this about myself included in that, is, is that they will sometimes get thrown off or deceived by a client coming in and saying, oh, I have OCD, I need to get treatment. But as you do the assessment or even get into treatment, you eventually discover that they actually have OCPD about a particular subject. Well, they'll report that the the rigidity causes distress in their life, but what sometimes they're essentially saying is not that they, they get anxiety because of their intrusive thoughts, it's that they don't like that their intrusive thoughts or their, or their compulsions, as they would call them, uh, cause so much problems with everybody around them. So they can be a little tricky to diagnose and to, to, to piece out. But that's the basic definition of, or that, it, that, are, that those are the definitions of the two. So, I also want to go over just be in particular, because the reality is we, we all like things the way that we like them, and that's okay. You are entitled to have things that you like, to have preferences. So, a lot of those things that we have that, uh, that are preferences don't rise to the level of being pathological, meaning uh, worthy of earning a diagnosis and potentially treatment. Those of us who are just particular about things, it's, it's being concerned with details. They can be hard to please, perhaps, in their tastes and preferences. They can just be interested in having something happen the way that you, they want them to happen. But the person who's just particular can also be a little bit flexible. So note, by the way, that when as I'm discussing uh, being particular, is that there's no reference here to anxiety or rigidity. Being particular would be essentially considered egocentric, whereas OCD is egodystonic, meaning. So egocentric and egodystonic refer to the urgency with which somebody has to do something and the intensity with which they do it. And it is either consistent with their personal values, desires, interests, 
etc. Uh, or, or goes against it. OCPD is going to be considered egocentric because the person likes their behaviors and it, they derive personal value from uh, rigidly adhering to certain uh, behaviors or certain standards. OCD, someone who has an OCD thought, their intrusive thoughts and their behaviors that are required or they are required to do, compulsions, they don't really like. They don't want them. They want to get rid of them. All right, everybody. You made it. You made it through the boring part. Ugh, that was the most reading I've ever actually had to do on this podcast, and it bugs me. All right, so let's get on to it. So again, I don't, I don't watch the Kardashians, so it was a little weird for me to try to um, pursue it and to then see what in the heck is going on with this show and learn about Close CD. And by the way, I, I'm shocked. I'm legitimately shocked that I've not heard about this yet. It sounds like Close CD has been going on for a while, and there has not been outrage about it before. And generally speaking, if someone publicly says, they, you know, I'm so OCD, or they refer to their OCD in a very flippant manner, um, oh, oh, I hear about it. People, you know, talk about it on the Instagrams, and they talk about it everywhere else, and it's, it, it's a thing. So I'm, I'm legitimately shocked so, but before I give real critique, I just want to say I, I think that I can give the, the I'll give a little bit of benefit of the doubt potentially. So I do want to say is for the episode where the therapist went and worked with Chloe, I wasn't there, so I can't really judge too harshly. I don't know what was said off camera. I don't know what they edited out. I, I can't say. And furthermore, I don't know Chloe. Um, I don't know really anything about her. Um, I don't know how much the therapist met with met with Chloe prior to taping and discussing the issues at hand, um, and, and and furthermore than what what she actually did say to to Chloe. Having not done an assessment or worked with her as well, I can't say whether or not she does or does not have OCD, OCPD, is just particular, has a combination of any of those things, or has any other disorder worth mentioning. And also this. It is also very possible for Khloe Kardashian to be a very organized person and have OCD separate from the disorder. She can like organization and be flexible with others. So people can have an interest in something and have OCD about that particular subject. It, it, it's possible, and there there is a, 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 a an overlap there that that requires a lot more conversation and a lot more awareness on the per, on the, the side of the client. But um, we'll, we'll we'll get there. But I will say, talking from a distance. Um, I watched a few of the scenes of the Close CD uh, YouTube show, and I didn't really see any evidence that she was nervous or that she was particularly anxious. There was no evidence that she had any urgency about the organization, nor any concept that being disorganized made her feel excessively uncomfortable, uneasy, or frightened. Instead, she appeared to simply be showing something that she enjoys. She, she liked this. She likes the organization. As we talked about before, someone with OCD hates their compulsions. Generally speaking, they hate the subject that they're talking about. They, they don't want to get into it. If organization is something that is Chloe's obsession, likely speaking, and if this was a huge then exposure for her, you're, you're, we'd likely see some evidence that she is, is, is uncomfortable with it or thrown off by it or, or something to that effect. But again, she looked like she enjoyed it. 
perhaps another distinction is kind of the, the the difference between someone who is a hoarder and someone who is a collector. Now, those two things for you know they they get uh, those those names or those titles being a hoarder gets thrown out there to some people and kind of also gets thrown out there as a bit of an insult to some people, but. One of the key distinctions between being a hoarder and being a collector is that the collector of whatever that thing is, let's say a collector collects newspapers and they have stacks and stacks of newspapers. And yes, I'm going with a very like TV depiction of what hoarding is. You, you know, if you think about a hoarder who's you know on TV, you think about their apartment or their house just stacked to the, the ceiling with old newspapers or old things that, that no one really cares about. Um, but a person who is a collector would be fine showing off their collection. Maybe they're excited to show off their collection. Look at all this stuff that I've amassed and 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 curated together. Isn't this exciting? Isn't this cool? And we all know someone who collects something that we think is ridiculous, but that person is super excited about their collection, where you and I just think it's kind of useless or, or silly stuff. The person who is a hoarder collects newspapers, and, and they have a tremendous anxiety. They have a fear associated with it, and there is a, a, a emotional and personal necessity for them to hold on to those things. But there's also an element of shame in it. So that would be a key distinction. So again, you know, she... I didn't see her being uncomfortable with the whole idea of organization. So the whole point of this whole episode is essentially to address the I'm so OCD, that sort of line or that idea um, that has become the, oh my gosh, it, the thing that the OCD community hates the most. And I get it. I certainly get it. Um, because OCD has often been used lately, um, societally, colloquially, and kind of jokingly. Um, and I, I would say, generally speaking, I, I don't think people are using the term OCD maliciously or to as, as a way to under uh, or to cut down or to ridicule those with OCD um, personally. Um, it's it, I think really it's just coming out of ignorance and uh, just maybe maybe a mean spiritedness. But I, I, I really just think a, 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 an ignorance of it. We should also remember that people do joke about other mental health disorders and other physical health issues uh, very um, flippantly, too. Um, people will joke, you know, if they're having like a, an, an off day, they'll say maybe they're being so schizophrenic today. Or um, they'll casually joke about suicide. Or similar to the schizophrenia comment, they might uh, talk about how bipolar they are. So they, people are referring to other disorders, but but OCD has has objectively become more popular. I mean, they're they're not making schizophrenia uh, mugs and selling them at uh, at Target as they are with OCD stuff. Unfortunately, if Chloe genuinely does have OCD, then the name of her YouTube show does not do her or the OCD community a service. Instead, it, it only serves to reinforce the misconceptions about OCD, that it's about being really organized or being really clean or being rigidly picky, and it's not. It's not. Those of you listening to the show know it is not. And what's really upsetting is that it seems like this is a, a there's a level of willful insensitivity that's really upsetting. That surely somebody in her camp should have said, hey, maybe pick a different name. 
and again, I, I mean, I could almost, I, I can almost cut her, cut her some slack or give her some grace um, with the name of the show because the name of the show kind of writes itself in terms of a, a, a the the joking approach to it. I mean, I, I I get that, but being that she is in contact with an OCD specialist suggests that she knows something about what OCD really is, and therefore should know better, and therefore should make some changes. So I wanted to go over a couple of different options uh, uh, about, and this is all theoretical stuff that may be uh, that, that may be going on uh, with the show, um, and and also some uh, offering my criticism. Nobody asked for my opinion about this, but um, I'm the one with the microphone, so I'm going to say it anyway. So, um, so there, I, I think there are four options that could be going on with the show, or uh, is p- particularly with the episode of her show when she brought on. The OCD therapist. So again, I read a, a, a good deal of comments about that, and um, I, that was what sparked me to all of this. So, uh, so I really wanted to address that depiction of OCD and a, a, a lot of people's thoughts and feelings about that uh, episode in particular. So, so the, the first option is. Let's say maybe Chloe does in fact have OCD. Remember the definition that we previously talked about. Now, if she genuinely does have OCD, the therapist should have specified what the fear associated with her organization compulsions are. Maybe not just the therapist, but maybe Chloe could discuss it because it it it, it would seem she uh, Chloe would have the therapist on the show uh, as a way of making her symptoms public, uh, trying to destigmatize OCD uh, and treatment in general, uh, which would be a fantastic thing. And if that's the case, they should have specified, hey, here's what OCD is, here's what the fear is, and here's the organization. And also, here's why the comp- the, the exposures are going to have to do with messing up your organizational system. Now, some of the options could very well be, you know, she might have magical thinking. She might believe that she has to organize the house in such a way or the family will die. Maybe she thinks that if she's not organized, people may eat something, you know, they they shouldn't and she'll be responsible for their death. Or even further is that, you know, keeping organized ensures that her business will be successful. Now, these are all things that could certainly fit within the OCD cycle and within the OCD framework. But I, I think if Chloe genuinely has OCD, they should have specified that. All right, option two, she has OCPD. If this is the case, man, that therapist should have drawn a distinction between the two, OCD and OCPD, and confronted her about the use of the word OCD in the title of the show, The Marketing and the Media. Furthermore, I think she, the, the therapist could have done a really good job to compassionately then offer tips on how to treat OCPD and how to work with Chloe or, and then to begin working with Chloe on those issues while calling it OCPD, being specific about that. But she didn't do that, from what I understand. But again, back to the benefit of the doubt. Who knows if it was happening behind the scenes and she did confront her, but they edited it out. Or maybe she was uncomfortable, the therapist was uncomfortable confronting uh, Chloe and saying, hey, this really isn't OCD. Um, who knows what was going on? But again, if, if Chloe genuinely has instead OCPD, then I, I think they would have done well for the therapist to have confronted on that. All right, option three. She has both It can happen. She has OCD and OCPD. She may be highly, highly organized as a person and 
have OCD about some other subject. Who knows? She could have relationship OCD. She could have HOCD, sexual orientation OCD. She could have sensory motor OCD and have OCPD about her organization. In this case, uh, addressing her organization through the uh, through the exposures um, and, and calling it OCD uh, wouldn't have wouldn't have been appropriate. Again, if if the organization was the compulsion related to an OCD, there should have been a, a fear or discomfort, and that could have been related or could have been relayed more explicitly. Okay, lastly, she may not have OCD, not have OCPD, and she's just particular and inappropriately using OCD as her marketing title. This one is also very, very possible. In this case, man, I don't think the therapist should have agreed to do this show under the premise that she has OCD and she'll be treating OCD. Again, I am... I, I feel kind of judgy by mentioning all this, and I have no idea what was going on in all of their heads, but um, it, I, I think it's important for all of us in, in the OCD community to be clear about what, what we're seeing, how things are portrayed, what we're talking about, um, and, and also to, to, be, to be careful and compassionate with how we're referring to the name of OCD. Um, because it's it, it's really pissing people off, as as I'm sure a lot of you all know. Now, if I was a more social activist sort of person, which I, I'm I'm not, um, this would probably be a great time for me to uh, uh, rally the troops and to organize a letter writing campaign and to try to get everybody to send a message to the Kardashian people and and whatever ridiculous um, network is putting her show on and to scold them and to get them to apologize and all this stuff. But um, I, I I honestly I don't know how far that would go. I think what's actually most important is for uh, those of us in the OCD community to actually just be clear about what OCD is. Um, my response to this initially was, I put up a post on Instagram and just essentially put the details of what an obsession is and what a compulsion is, so we're all clear. And again, to emphasize that there is an, an anxiety related to it that is at its core, it's important, it's pivotal, it's necessary. So that was my response. I don't know what your response is going to be. If you feel you need to do something, go for it. If you just feel that you want to keep moving forward and be frustrated or to be to let this this frustration pass, that is you are also entitled to do that and that's also a response. So, it's it, it's a complicating matter or a complicated matter, I suppose. It's a bit frustrating um, on a number of levels. Um, it, it, and and I it's frustrating for me as a therapist to see another clinician do something that I don't think um, was exactly appropriate. Now, again, there I, I could be reading into it. I probably am. There's probably so many more details, but um, it always frustrates me as a clinician when I see someone else doing something that, that I disagree with um, ethically or professionally. And I'm sure there are things that I do that other clinicians would think are super weird, but that's fine. So... I hope this episode uh, uh, helped some of you listeners out there learn a little bit more about the distinction between OCD and OCPD. Um, and, um, and if you guys have any particular questions about this uh, or want to add something um, uh, uh, to it, uh, shoot me an email. You can always go over to fearcastpodcast.com and uh, and send me a message there. I will uh, I will read it and likely speaking I will uh, if I can I'll share it on a future episode. So, thanks so much. 
All right, everybody, we did it. We made it through that episode. It was so long. Uh, there was so much talking. I hope it made sense. Whenever I record these, I just kind of record all the way through, and then I go through and edit out the stuff that didn't make any stinking sense. One episode in the future, I will do an episode where I, I just talk, and I do not edit it, and that makes me so nervous to do it, um, but that is just my own vanity and pride, and that's a separate conversation. We will get there. But regarding this, thank you so much, everybody, for making it through this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope everybody uh, who is celebrating Thanksgiving has a fantastic and wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, for those of you outside of the United States, thank you also for listening. Thank you. Uh, uh, read a little bit about Thanksgiving. It's super weird. But again, if you guys have any questions for a future episode, please message me over at uh, fearcastpodcast.com. Um, check it, check me out over at Instagram. I'm fearcastpodcast over there. It was at fearcastpodcast. Um, head on over there. I, uh, click the follow like or follow link and um, uh, you'll see some uh, silly posts from me from time to time. Um, again, if you do like the show, tell someone that that would mean the most for the show that means would uh, uh, expand the uh, audience to this that would be fantastic so please remember everybody that the fearcast podcast is not a substitute for psychotherapy if you need some more support or have some questions about treatment go to fearcastpodcast.com and there's going to be a link there uh, that will help point you in the right direction I believe it's the get help link uh, and they'll have some uh, it'll have some uh, helpful links and, and uh, things there so all right, everybody, until next time, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously. Bye. Bye.